This episode of the Cobcast is brought to you thanks to this value partner. Is your scratched window ruining your view? Starting from scratch to your experts at removing scratches from windows and any glass surface. Whether it's general scratches around the home or a knife graffiti tag shop front, they can remove it. They're also helping the environment by saving the window from being dumped into landfill while bringing the glass back to its former glory without the scratches. Don't replace your scratched window. Repair it with Starting From Scratched, your glass and scratch removal specialist for home, shop fronts and cars. Call today for a quote, 87595629 or find out more at startingfromscratch.com.au. Uh, welcome to the new Sandown Cobra Cast. I'm your host, Ricky Perez Logan, or better known as Rifty. Uh, my co-host to the left is uh, Ricky Etridge, also the VP of the Footy Club. Uh, obviously, with no footy going on at the moment, we thought we'd start bringing some more digital content to the to our uh, followers. So we've decided to do a podcast with uh, players, previous players, uh, coaches, and anybody who wants to join in on the fun. So if anyone does want to join in, get in contact with us through our socials, Sandown Cobras FNC on Facebook and Instagram, and we'll welcome anyone to come on and have a chat. So uh, until then, enjoy our first guest. Thank you. All right, so we are here, episode one of the Cobblecast, and the first guest off the top is the VP, Ricky Etdog Etridge. Uh, welcome, Etdog. Uh, thanks, mate. How are you today? Yeah, not too bad, mate. I'm just uh, enjoying the isolation life. No, it's only so much you can do Yeah, well, that's it. So uh, let's get straight into it. He is the co-host of the show, so after today we'll be uh, talking to others. But let's uh, let's get the background of Etog. So, uh, how long have you been playing football for, mate? Uh, Twenty-two years, mate. And uh, when was your first year down at Sandown? What uh, what year was that? Two thousand and nine. I was an eighteen-year-old, freshly out of eight, under eighteens. Yep. So you are. Uh, Came down to Sandown. I'm guessing someone brought you along. Who who brought you down to the club? Uh, the captain at the time, Robbo, Michael Robinson. He uh, works with my old lady at Australia Post. And uh, once I finished my 18s, I was ready for a bit of a change and I knew that he played at Sandown. So I found out what day his training were and yeah, just went down. And that's the rest is history, I guess, though. So. Yeah. So you've. Uh going on 11 years down at the club now and you're now obviously VP so um, surely you've had plenty of good moments at the club but what, what's that one standout moment, your favourite moment playing for Sandown? Um, there's quite a few I think my first game definitely stands uh, stands out I played seniors down at Cerberus and I don't think we won a game in 2008 and I got the cork about halfway through the second quarter uh, so I actually didn't get back on for the second half, but we ended up winning by points. And that's probably my favourite moment on ground because it's you know, a memorable one as my first game at Sandown. But uh, obviously not the greatest game in the world, but running out for the 2012 grand final is probably up there as my favourite moments as just you know, isolation, isolated, considering we didn't get the chocolates that day. Yeah. 
And so uh, what would be that the favourite off-field moment, you know, function or just, uh, yeah, night there with the boys? Um, no, it's hard to go past a lot of presentation nights. I guess they're always good fun. But one uh, function that actually stands out in my mind was trivia night in 2018, I think it was. We you know, obviously had a few lean years and functions weren't really drawing more than about 20, 30 blokes to it. We, you know, the coach at the time, Ange, organised a trivia night and I think we got lucky that we won our dead on that day and then having about 100 people crammed into our social rooms, which was just fantastic to see that for the first time in quite a few years. Yeah, it was a, it was a great night. There was plenty of dancing on tables and all sorts of stuff going on, wasn't there? So. Absolutely, mate. It certainly was. It was, yeah, it was good fun. I'm pretty sure if you scroll through the uh, Stand Down Facebook page, you might find a video from that night, I reckon. Yeah, I think there might be some floating around. Uh, what's, what's the funniest thing that's ever happened to you during a game? Actually, it's probably includes you, this one, actually, mate. Um, you remember quite clearly I got the ball up on the wing, which is the full forward, not somewhere I normally venture to. Took three bounces and kicked the goal, but in that three bounces, you come off the bench and actually overtook me as I was running towards the goal. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was trying to shepherd for you, mate, and um, giving you plenty of encouragement on the way. <laughs> the uh, fact you were about 20 metres up ahead of me. Had to start slowing down there. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that was yeah. a, that was a funny, but it was a great goal too. Yeah, no, you just snuck in and I was absolutely pooped in and celebrated, which I love to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I do remember you uh, hunched over, sucking in the big ones after it. But yeah, absolutely, my hundred percent. You got the goal. That's the main thing. So, but what are what are any of your uh, pre-game superstitions or rituals? Uh, I've got a couple actually. One of them is you know, once we get into the room to go get changed, first thing that gets put out of my bag is my playing jump and that gets hung up on a hook and that stays there until pretty much, you know, 10 minutes before we go out. I wear a warm-up top or a hoodie. Um, yeah, that's one of them. The other one's probably my music. You know, I'm big on my music and listen to them. Just do it very heavily before a game. I've got a couple of songs that are you know, one that I listen to at the start will be warm-up and one that I listen to is always my last song I listen to before I take them off and get ready. Yeah, so what are, what are the songs? Uh, first one is Meg Mill, Dreams and Nightmares. You know that song, you know, you know that it can get you pumped up. And in the last uh, year and a half, it's actually Meg Mill Championship. That's, well, intro, I guess it's called off the album Championship. And that's another one that's a slow build and just, you know, gets you to run through a brick wall. Yeah. Nice. And all right, so you've you've played at Sandown a long time and obviously played with a lot of different players, but who's that standout? Who's the best player you've ever played with at Sandown? Hands down, this bloke's not only the best player I've played with at Sandown, but throughout my entire playing career. That's Jess McDonald. Just a little hard nugget, best player I've ever seen. Yep. Uh, I remember him coming down to help us out after he Retired, wasn't playing anymore, and he goes, oh, I'll just take it easy. I'll go play forward. Next minute, he's on the back of two blokes trying to take the biggest hanger you've ever seen and comes crashing down on his head. Um, that was a jump, wasn't it? I remember correctly. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, he's one of the blokes that, you know, remembers one day he'd come off the ground, nose facing the completely wrong way, and within the space of 30 seconds, it was strapped up and he's standing there waiting to go back on again. 
It was, you know, it just showed you the hard nugget the bloke is. Yeah, definitely. And um, just a different sort of question about your teammates you've played with. Who would uh, who would make the best reality star? Who who do you think would stand out on TV? Probably got to go to Bear Trap, I reckon, just because I know that after about two or three days with a certain person, you can become, you know, quite um, standoffish towards people, and you know, he's got a good temper, but you spend enough time with him and he gets tired and he gets a bit narky and I think that'd make a good reality TV. Yeah, sure. And also because he loves reality TV, so he probably knows everything about it and what to do to yeah. make sure it gets ratings. He'd, def- he'd definitely know his way to find the camera, that's for sure. Oh, absolutely. Right, and uh, I know the answer to this question. Well, who loves to celebrate the goal the most? And there's no point in answering it because we all know that you love to you love to kick a goal and you love to celebrate one, so we'll move on from that. 100 points up, mate. I'm still celebrating them. Yeah. So which teammate would you think would be uh, enjoying isolation at the moment? Who do you reckon likes it and who do you reckon hates it? Well, hating it would be Alan Barker, for sure. You know, he can't go to the gym and work on his, his massive arms and can't go for his photo shoots with all the people. Um, but loving it would probably... That's a tough one, actually. Um, Jeez. If you don't know, you'll be loving ISO the most. Um, I'd always say me because I don't you know, I quite enjoy being stuck at home at the best of times and it gives me an excuse to get stuff done around the house, and especially with a pregnant wife at the moment. It's, you know, it gives me some time with her, which is nice. Oh, yeah, nice. All right, so it's uh, pretty obvious with the background there who you, the AFL team you support is, Essendon. Yeah. But uh, who would be the your favourite Essendon player of all time? Uh, Michael Long, for sure, I reckon. Michael Long, yeah, champion. And I can say that as a Carlton supporter, he was a champion of the game. Oh, I'm sure there's one moment during the 93 grand final, actually that whole point 93 grand final, you would argue. He yeah, that's, <laughs> no, he's, only a champion would uh, rise to those occasions. So. Um, I like it. Have you uh, played any other sports yourself? Uh, played uh, netball when I was younger in basketball. I still currently play basketball. Well, obviously not this past summer with the Achilles, but play with you know, the Cobra Boys down at uh, Casey Stadium. Yep. And we're looking pretty good this year. We're at the semi-finals, mate, before uh, the season got canned. Yeah, unfortunately. We're first, uh, our second season playing basketball and we we're about to make finals, but unfortunately not to be. But um, so who who would be your biggest sporting idol outside of football? So any other sport? Probably moving back to basketball. Play Michael Jordan. Then uh, now when I started watching basketball, he was at his absolute peak, and I've been one of you know, stuck by Chicago Bulls since then. And yeah, Michael Jordan. I think you probably get that a fair bit. Him or LeBron James, the people at our club. But yeah, Michael Jordan. Yeah. And so what would be the uh, the number one sporting event you'd want to go to? FIFA World Cup. Yeah. And all right, so you've you've a uh, few different sports that you're into. Obviously your footy, your basketball, 
soccer as well. If it was uh, three-quarter time and you needed that motivational speech, who would be the coach across any code of the sport, fictional or real, um, you know, movie characters, whoever, who would be the, the ultimate motivator for you? Uh, so this one's going to work on two fronts. It would be uh, Samuel L. Jackson as Coach Carter due to the fact that in that movie he's inspirational and gets you know, that team from where they were to where they got to and also the fact I reckon Samuel L. Jackson could absolutely scare you into doing it. Yeah, I think you're right there. It's a fair call. Um, so is there any uh, secret talents that might not, you know, most not know about, but is there any hidden talents you've got? Um, no, actually not really. I don't really have anything like that because if I did, I'd probably make sure everyone knew about it. Nice. Fair call. Um, what do you reckon is that first thing you're going to do once you get out of isolation and no, social distancing is no longer needed? Um, well, I'm hoping that it'll be at some point in the next month or two so you know, we can do what we love to do and get down to the footy club and have a couple of drinks with our mates and have a kick at the footy with everybody. Yeah, beautiful. And, uh, you know, one of the hard-hitting questions I've got to ask is, uh, did Carol Baskin kill her husband? 100%, mate. 100%. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. <laughs> uh, we're, we're almost finished. We'll uh, wrap it up with this one thing. You uh, were the spearhead behind the Facebook video of the uh, Nothing's Better Than Playing at Home initiative that we ran. Um, where the inspiration come from? and, and yeah, talk us through that. Um, well, I think it was two weekends ago. I think it was on the Saturday, and I was sort of working around out the front of my house, and I saw a lot of people not listening to what was being told about stay home, you got to flatten this curve. I sort of thought to myself, oh, maybe you know, Sandown as a club could try and get something out to our members and supporters and players, and maybe try and get our sponsors on board. And then I sort of thought, well, maybe a couple other footy clubs might want to jump in as well. So I'd uh, I jumped on Twitter and just put a call out to any anybody involved in local footy clubs to hit me up. I've got an idea. And what uh, at the time I was hoping, you know, if we get five clubs on board, it would be fantastic. And then that was Saturday. It went out Wednesday night. We had 44 clubs from 26 leagues. So this absolutely snowballed from something small to something pretty, pretty big. And I'm hoping that that gets the message out there to people that, you know, we need to stay home to you know, get back out there and not only flatten the curve, but get back out and play our footy that we love to do. Yeah, no, it was a fantastic effort to get it all together. And I, I, as the president, I thank you, but I think everyone uh, that contributed to it, I thank them as well. Um, and it has been uh, highly viewed. It's been shared and we thank everyone that has shared it. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll end it there. I'll say thank you to Ed Dog for joining me for the first episode. Um, Thanks, mate. I'll have to uh, try and get do your questions at some point in time, mate, when you let me do them. Yeah, no worries. And uh, yeah, on the next episode, uh, Ed Dog will be the co-host. So thanks for watching. Hope you enjoyed it. And like us, we said at the beginning, if you want to reach out and join us for one, uh, just hit up our socials. Thank you.
Thanks for watching the CobraCast with the present VP. And if you need somebody to talk to, why not contact New Life Psychology in Berwick? They are now taking phone appointments. Or you could head to otlr.com.au for tips and info. And we are supporters of the Towards Zero TAC campaign. Head to towardszero.vic.gov.au for information. Because zero is the only acceptable number.